Chapter Twenty Seven of Characters of Shakespeare's Plays by William Hazlitt. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Love's Labors Lost. If we were to part with any of the author's comedies, it should be this. Yet we should be loath to part with Don Adriano de Armado, that mighty potentate of nonsense, or his page, that handful of wit, with Nathaniel the curate, or Holofernes the schoolmaster and their dispute after dinner on the golden cadences of poesy with costard the clown or dull the constable biron is too accomplished a character to be lost to the world and yet he could not appear without his fellow-courtiers and the king and if we were to leave out the ladies the gentlemen would have no mistresses so that we believe we may let the whole play stand as it is and we shall hardly venture to quote, set a mark of reprobation on it still we have some objections to the style which we think savours more of the pedantic spirit of shakespeare's time than of his own genius more of controversial divinity and the logic of peter lombard than of the inspiration of the muse it transports us quite as much to the manners of the court and the quirks of courts of law as to the scenes of nature or the fairyland of his own imagination shakespeare has set himself to imitate the tone of polite conversation then prevailing among the fair the witty and the learned and he has imitated it but too faithfully it is as if the hand of titian had been employed to give grace to the curls of a full-bottomed periwig or raphael had attempted to give expression to the tapestry figures in the house of lords shakespeare has put an excellent description of this fashionable jargon into the mouth of the critical holofernes as too picked too spruce too affected too odd as it were too peregrinate as i may call it and nothing can be more marked than the difference when he breaks loose from the trammels he had imposed on himself as light as bird from brake and speaks in his own person we think for instance that in the following soliloquy the poet has fairly got the start of queen elizabeth and her maids of honour baron oh and i forsooth in love i that have been love's whip a very beadle to an amorous sigh a critic nay a night-watch constable a domineering pedant or the boy than whom no mortal more magnificent this wimpled whining purblind wayward boy the senior junio giant dwarf dan cupid regent of love rhymes lord of folded arms the anointed sovereign of sighs and groans liege of all loiterers and malcontents dread prince of plackets king of codpieces sole imperator and great general of trotting parators oh my little heart and i to be a corporal of his field and wear his colours like a tumbler's hoop what i love i sue i seek a wife a woman that is like a german clock still a-repairing ever out of frame and never going aright being a watch and being watched that it may still go right nay to be perjured which is worst of all and among three to love the worst of all a whitely wanton with a velvet brow with two pitch-balls stuck in her face for eyes ay and by heaven one that will do the deed though argus were her eunuch and her guard and i to sigh for her to watch for her to pray for her go to it is a plague 
that cupid will impose from my neglect of his almighty dreadful little might well i will love write sigh pray sue and groan some men must love my lady and some joan the character of baron drawn by rosaline and that which baron gives of boyet are equally happy the observations on the use and abuse of study and on the power of beauty to quicken the understanding as well as the senses are excellent the scene which has the greatest dramatic effect is that in which baron the king longueville and demain successively detect each other and are detected in their breach of their vow and in their profession of attachment to their several mistresses in which they suppose themselves to be overheard by no one the reconciliation between these lovers and their sweethearts is also very good and the penance which rosaline imposes on baron before he can expect to gain her consent to marry him full of propriety and beauty rosaline oft have i heard of you my lord baron before i saw you and the world's large tongue proclaims you for a man replete with mocks full of comparisons and wounding flouts which you on all estates will execute that lie within the mercy of your wit to weed this wormwood from your faithful brain and therewithal to win me if you please without the which i am not to be won you shall this twelve-month term from day to day visit the speechless sick and still converse with groaning wretches and your task shall be with all the fierce endeavour of your wit to enforce the painted impotent to smile baron to move wild laughter in the throat of death it cannot be it is impossible mirth cannot move a soul in agony rosaline why that's the way to choke a gibing spirit whose influence is begot of that loose grace which shallow laughing hearers give to fools a jest prosperity lies in the ear of him that hears it never in the tongue of him that makes it then if sickly ears deft with the clamours of their own dear groans will hear your idle scorns continue then and i will have you and that fault withal but if they will not throw away that spirit and i shall find you empty of that fault right joyful of your reformation baron a twelvemonth well befall what will befall i'll just a twelvemonth in an hospital the famous cuckoo song closes the play but we shall add no more criticisms Quote, the words of mercury are harsh after the songs of apollo end of love's labours lost